Good morning, good morning. This is the City Girl in the Country World podcast, the City Girl in Nitra. Coming to you on this Sunday, September 6th. Yes, it's September already. Hopefully, September come in here and sit down somewhere. I'm tired now. I'm ready for 2020, I guess, to be over with. And I'm sure everybody else is too. But, um, I took some time off last week. Um, I went and took my sons to the beach. As some of you saw on Facebook. And probably the best thing I did in a while because I really needed it from, you know, being back home and burying my younger brother. And people that know me knows my younger brother was my right hand. And I never really got the downtime, you know, from that. To sit down and really, you know, think about it and and kind of let him let him go and knowing that he's in the he's in a better place. Um, but today's topic it's a touchy one. Um, a lot of people don't like to talk about it. I guess it's kind of taboo. Um, I will say by myself, I had been through one incident and I was 16 years old um and that incident and what the topic is we're talking about is domestic violence in the black community and I'm gonna tell you a little story about me um when I was 16 I had a um boyfriend and I'm sure his sister probably listening and for we couldn't get along for nothing. For a while, we got along, but then after a while, we couldn't get along for nothing. I don't know if it was just, you know, he was getting ready to graduate high school. I was still in high school. And, you know, after I got out of school, I planned to leave. So, he, um, we got into it one day at my, mom, at my house, and he pushed me into the wall, into my mother's wall. I and mean, he pushed me real hard. <laughs> I went in the kitchen and got a 10-pound bag of potatoes and started hurling them. I mean, you thought I was on the softball team, just throwing them at him, hitting him in the head. And just <laughs> my younger brother, who I was just talking about, told on me, told my mama that I had took her potatoes and was throwing them at him. So she made me go down the street, pick up all her potatoes because she just bought them from the store. That was the closest thing that I could pick up. To get him off me, to let him know, like, look, this this ain't gonna be happening. But the thing about domestic violence is, it is very prevalent in the black community, and this goes way back to slavery, not you know just the fifties and sixties, where you know a lot of women put up with it, um, including my grandmother for a while, and you know a lot of women couldn't leave and couldn't you know, hold their own and sustain their own because it was a different time back then. And and especially here in the South, it's, I don't want to say it's a way of life, but it's almost like it goes hand in hand, you know, with the black communities. Domestic violence goes hand in hand. <clears throat> so I'm going to um kind of take a look at, you know, how detrimental how detrimental it is to the black community and some statistics from you know states across you know across the country 
you know, where they rank as far as domestic violence. And also, you know, men go through it too. Men go through it too. It's just not reported as much. So I want to um, look at those things, um, talk about those things in this podcast. And um, today's feature artist will be Adele. Uh, you know, from across the seas, you know, those people over there, they they can sing some black music. I don't care what nobody say. You know, I like all kind of music anyway. It doesn't matter. But yeah, today's featured artist is Adele. City Girl in the Country World podcast. This is Anitra. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. This is City Girl in the Country World podcast. This is City Girl Anitra. <clears throat> I know I said today's feature artist was Adele, but I'm having technical difficulties with uh, trying to load some of her music. So, who you just heard was my backup is Anthony Hamilton, and point of it all, and I, I that song, uh, I hold that song near and dear to me because it, I, I think about a certain person, and and we will always be we'll always be friends. But I I love that song. Um, okay, today's topic is, um, I was talking about, uh, in my introduction is about domestic violence and from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, I'm going to read you some statistics, um, at least what goes on down here in South Carolina. Um, first of all, what is domestic violence and the quote unquote actual definition is the willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behavior as part of a systemic pattern of power and control perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. It includes physical violence, sexual violence, threats, emotional abuse. The frequency and severity of domestic violence can vary dramatically. In which, um, from me working in law enforcement, as long as I have, it, that's absolutely true because sometimes you'll have, you know, your, I guess, um, how can I say it? I don't think any fight is a little fight. I think all fights are major because it can always turn into something more than what it is. Um, but you can have, a, you know, a couple's quarrel uh, on up to somebody getting weapons and, you know, taking something way past and what it need to be taken. Um, I'm also going to say at least here in this state, 41.5% of South Carolina women and 17% of South Carolina men have experienced intimate partner physical violence, sexual violence, or intimate partner stalking in their lifetime. In 2011, South Carolina had the highest murder rate among women in the United States. Women murdered by men. The highest number. And it's been like that. It said for in South Carolina has ranked in the top ten top ten states for femicide, which is female homicide, in each of the past seventeen years. Top ten in the country for almost twenty years of men killing women. That's that's crazy. What is what is the problem? What what is the problem? And even in, even on a national scale, 
even on the national scale. Um, one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of domestic violence. You know, in in 72% of all murder suicides involve an intimate partner. And 94% of those victims are female. We, ha we have to do... First of all, we have to see what is the issue that we can't seem to communicate with one another, you know, with our disagreements, um, communicate our disagreements, communicate without using violence, without using, without raising our voices, without, you know, any types of intimidation. And like I said, most of my adult life, I've worked in law enforcement and I've seen a lot. I've seen, you know, I've heard a lot and I've seen a lot. Um, I'll want to say that there are I ain't gonna want to say there are signs there are signs way before anything get physical that you know the person you could be with you know probably has that tendency to you know might try and hit you or might try to you know harm you in some type of way if you notice those signs early on in your in your relationship or in your situation the earlier you can get on through or you can talk about them or, you know, however you want to do, you know, you want to handle, you know, your situation. If you don't want to leave and we'll talk about that, too, because that that's the most dangerous time, you know, to try to get out of a domestic situation is trying to leave. Um, for me, the first sign of domestic abuse will the first sign that. I believe a partner could possibly, you know, have a problem with his hands is yelling and screaming at me. When you start hollering at me like I'm a little kid, you got to go. You absolutely have to go. If you cannot talk to me like I am a human being or like I am, you know, your equal, your counterpart, and you start hollering at me like I'm a kid and in my face like you want to fight, you ain't, have, you ain't got to touch me. We, it's, it's not going to get that far. It is not going to get that far. You got to go. I got to go. You you might not want to go, but I'm going. I, I'm getting on through. Because what you, what you ain't going to do is you're not going to scare me or you're not going to intimidate me to the point where, okay, I got her where I want her. And I think a lot of abusers, men and women, I'm not just going to say men or women too. Yeah, there's some women that get down with these men and, and fight these men and some men won't hit them back you know, yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that um, you know they, these, some of these men figure that they have this this power over this woman so they're going to you know treat her like a like a second rate citizen That I, I believe that's where I want to go with this like a second rate citizen and that's how women who were viewed um viewed as, you know, as far back as, like I said, as far back as slavery. I don't know if anybody's ever watched the, um, it was a show that John Legend did called Underground, and one of the, um, her name, actress, her name is Amir Van, she played a uh, um, character named Steen, Ernestine, on this show, and the second, by the time the second season came, she was sold to a rice plantation, um, 
I, they want to say it was like down somewhere near Charleston or, you know, down in the Sea Islands. And she had gotten with a man. And when the slave master would get on him about something or he felt that, you know, he did something wrong or, you know, was getting in trouble about something. He would come home in the evening, come back to their little hut and beat her senselessly. She didn't even have to do nothing. She didn't have to do nothing. He took all his frustration out that he couldn't take out on the master. Took it out on her. And I believe this is where it's passed down from um, generation to generation. Because even to this day, in September of 2020, there are still women and certain families that are going through domestic abuse. Some of them are. And a lot of times you won't even know who it is. Because she'll look just, you know, she'll look fine. They'll look fine. You know, going to work and going to, they'll look fine. But you, you, but at home, they're going through all types of hell. Um, Like I said, this was passed down. And then, like, when my grandma was young, she, um, she went through it with my grandfather. And I think she went, my mother would tell me, she went through it with some years with my grandfather. And after... I'm not sure how old my mom was, but my grandma ended up leaving. And that, you didn't find that too, with too many women back in the day. And they'll get up and they'll leave their husbands. My grandma did. My grandma, you know, left my granddaddy. And, you know, after a while, you know, years later, you know, they were still friendly. My granddaddy would come over, you know, see see my mother or see us when I was, you know, eventually when I was born and things like that. But she, my grandmother, she, she left my granddaddy because of that. My mother, she really didn't, she really didn't go through that because my mother was one that was going to fight back. And that, and that's when I said, when things like this are passed down, even my aunts are the same way. My aunts ain't take, excuse my language, my aunts ain't take no shit from nobody. Nobody, and they only had one brother. But my aunts and my mama, they ain't take no shit from nobody. I mean, what? No man gonna come up in there and think they were gonna intimidate them like that. Especially my aunt B. Y'all know from Alabama. Y'all know my aunt B. <laughs> but and like I said, th- these are things that are passed down from generation to generation. Um, like back when you know when my grandma was younger, um, it was unheard of. You know, single parent households. You know what I mean? Because the man provided everything and the women had to endure whatever he brought home. You know, he go out into the workplace and, you know, white people or whoever is stepping on their neck every single day. You know what I'm saying? And they just want to provide for our family. They brought that frustration home onto their wives and kids. And, and that's where a lot of that, you know, that's where a lot of that come from. You know, because there it wasn't too much they could say back then without repercussions or almost or even getting killed. So what they would do is bring that stress and bring that frustration home to their wives and kids. And their wives and kids didn't want even have to do anything. They could just be there. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes if you, you add alcohol or drugs into the mix, that makes it even worse. It makes it even worse. It does. And like I said, I'm here, you know, in the South where it's, again, I don't want to say it's a way of life, but it's very prevalent here. It's very prevalent. And 
from me working for me where um where I work at I've seen women come in with eyes bulged out purple and black and blue and it it was to the point where women would come and file charges against these guys and a week later I don't know he sweet talked or he said something nice to her. A week later they come and drop the charges. It was to the point where we had to you know, our state law had to change. Because women were dying at a rate, at an alarming rate, at the hands of men for domestic violence incidents. And we had, our, our states, we had to change the laws. And they, the law is so strict now to where if you file a domestic complaint, you can't drop the charges. You have to go through that complaint from beginning to end. And if you want to drop the charges or if you adamant about dropping the charges you're going to get charged with filing a false police report. So somebody going to jail, or somebody going to do some time, somebody going, because this this problem is too serious to be playing with law enforcement like that. You know what I'm saying? They're playing with somebody else's safety. It, it, it's, this problem is too dangerous and it's too serious. Um, it, it's just, and now, even to, today, it is really out of hand. It is really out of hand. You have men just, and I know y'all see the videos on Facebook, men just beating on women and, you know, other people just standing around, not saying nothing, not doing that. And that's a, that's kind of a double-edged sword because, you know, you really can't blame them because what if this dude turn around and, and shoot you or, or, you know what I'm saying, beat up on you and you trying to save this woman and this woman going to go back to this man anyway. You know what I mean? Is you want you want to do something, but you know what you kind of you afraid not afraid, but you know it's like not my clowns and not my circus, which is it's horrible to be that way. But that's a catch twenty two in itself. It really is, and like I said, it 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 starts to me in my opinion. It starts from yelling and screaming at one another. Like we're children. It escalates to hitting objects. Walls. Uh, car windows. But it's not car windows. Slashing tires. Um, what else? Throwing things. Breaking stuff. Then it escalates to hitting people. To hitting kids. And to hitting, you know. To me... And this is my whole honest opinion. This is my humble opinion. Maybe a little bit different. But to me, that's how it progresses. That's how it progresses. And even even before even the screaming and hollering, it's a control factor. You can't go nowhere. Or you can't do this. Or you can't do that. Or, you know, you stay home. But I'm going out here. I'm going out there and do this, that, and the third. But you got to stay home. You know what I'm saying? That's a control factor. And if he can get into your, if he or she can get into your mind and into your head space like that to control you to think, well, you know, he don't want me to do this because he loved me. That ain't love. I think that is not, that is nowhere near love what he or she wants. But in the beginning, you have to, just for anything else, you got to nip it in the bud in the beginning and do not let nothing slide. When you let it slide, is when it'll keep it'll continue because they think they can get away with it, and they think it's okay. 
Because as soon as somebody tell me you can't go somewhere, I said, okay, I'll be right back. You know, if you might want to go with me, you know, but I'll be right back. I'm not letting you have that. There's nobody that has that type of control or power over anyone. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it's weak-minded females because I'm not going to call, you know, nobody weak-minded. You, I mean, you just don't know their story. You don't know how they were brought up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody does not have that, you know, that confidence to stand up to someone like that. Everybody does not have that. Um, and also, you have, even, like I said, when I was a teenager, a lot of domestic incidents happened with teenagers, and we don't hear about that a lot, between teenagers. A lot of them. In high school. A lot of domestic incidents happened in high school. I, I, like I said, I had my one incident that was at, you know, in my house. But with my kids, my my sons and my daughter, I, I've never, you know, they never had any issues. And my daughter has a boyfriend. He, he looked like he could play on somebody's offensive line. But I tell you, who he ain't going to hit, or who he ain't going to raise his voice at, he walk away from her first. And not that she can beat him or she can fight him. You know, he, he don't want to see me. He don't want to see my mom. <laughs> and I know he listening. I know they both listening. But it, come, it comes down to, you know, I had to instill that confidence in her. You know what I'm saying? I had to instill that, you know, that mindset in her. Yes, that's a man. And I'm going to touch on another subject in a minute. Yes, that's a man. But you don't go up in that man's face either. You know what I'm saying? Because a man can only take so much. And that's what I'm going um, to get into in my next segment is the, the male dynamic of it. There's a lot of men that take a lot of domestic violence too from women. And a lot of women hide behind the fact that they are women and don't think men will hit them back. Um, there's a little bit of um, Anthony Hamilton. Um, it's your City Girl in the Country World podcast. Welcome to the ride. Hey there. Welcome back. City Girl and Country World Podcast. It's the City Girl and Trust. And today's topic is about domestic violence. Um, that was Anthony Hamilton. Uh, Float, I believe that's the name of the song. Um, yeah, Anthony Hamilton Float. Um, I kind of... I can see why that man got. He got 10 kids, y'all. 10. That's a lot of children. But anyway, <laughs> this um this episode is uh we're touching on domestic violence and in this segment, I am going to kind of give the male dynamic of it um at least from what I have saw or I have seen. As I let excuse me. As I said in my last, oh, excuse me. As I said in my last segment, um, a lot of women, what they do is they'll get up in these guys' face, and I see a lot of young girls doing this. They'll get up in these boys' face or these young men's faces, like they can whoop them. You know, like you know, you ain't gonna do this to me. You ain't gonna do that to me, and. 
some of these women, they, they, I, some of them worse than the men. I mean, they take whatever they can find and hit them and all types of stuff. But and they hide behind the guys that they are woman. They excuse me that they are a woman, and so he's not going to hit her back. Now, this is twenty twenty. These new age. I ain't gonna call them bad names, but these new age guys are not playing with y'all. You hit one, best believe you gonna get hit back. It ain't no sense of falling out and rolling around on the ground talking about he hit me, you know, I'm a woman, you ain't supposed to hit no woman. We all were taught when we were little. Somebody hit you to hit them back. And I am trying to teach my sons, you do not hit women. You don't hit women. You, you know, someone hits you, either you tell someone or you walk away. I am teaching them that, but I am also going to teach them to defend themselves. Because I'm not going to have no, you know, no girl or no woman, you know, hurting my sons. And she's, and, and she's standing there trying to hide behind the fact that she's a girl, so she shouldn't be hit. That it does not go in 2020. It does not go that way. These young guys are not playing with these women. They are not. They are fighting these girls like they are fighting another man. Is it right? No, absolutely not. But then again, she should know better not to go up in no man's face. I don't care how feminine or how whatever you think this man is or how some a man is physically stronger than a woman. Always have been, always will be. They're structured, they're built that way. They're physically stronger than women. Some women. And and they, you know what I'm saying, they pack a, a good punch. They pack a mean punch. You know, a mean hit that can hurt you. So, you know, going up in these men's faces like that and just, you know, all up in their face and, and, and you're going to hit them and, and don't think they're going to hit you, they're not going to hit you back. No, ma'am, this ain't 19, you know, back in the 90s when I was, you know, in school, it wasn't really uh, a thing where guys was hitting girls like that and, you know, fighting a whole, not a whole lot. Now you see it just all the damn time. I mean, it's almost, I don't want to normalize it, but it, it, it almost is. But that goes back to the parents. It goes back to the parents. Parents, especially mothers, teach your daughters. You cannot whoop a man. Do not get in his face like you can. Do not hit him and don't think he won't hit you back. A man can only take so much. And that's from anybody. They can only take so much. And if he turn around and if he's that frustrated and he hits you, he can definitely hurt you. Depending on where he hits you or even kill you. Depending on where he hits you. So, so ladies, them days of where men ain't hitting women, them days is over. Them days is clean. Them days are over. Now, what I am going to say is that there are men who go through domestic incidents with women where you know the women do women do have the upper hand and the women are you know 
fighting him and, and, you know, using all types of weaponry against him. But he won't report it. He won't report it to the police because a little five-letter word. I call it a little five-letter word. It could be more than that. His pride. His pride will not let him go to the police to say, my girlfriend beat me up. My girlfriend been hitting on me or, you know. And and I'm not going to say this is just a, a one-time thing. Some of these men go through this for years. I mean years. Will not report it. Will not. They don't want to put her in jail. They don't want to. You know. They don't. They don't want to. Be looked at as soft. As he has no control over his household. Or he has no control over her. Which nobody should have any type of control over anybody. Because that's that's not. You know. 2020 that's not how we should be living um he he don't it's it's a pride thing for one he's also ashamed he's embarrassed um and and that takes a toll on him that takes a toll on the male ego is fragile lord trust me lord knows the male ego is very very fragile and going to the police saying that your woman beat you, you know, beat you up, to him, that's a low. He, to him, he has hit rock bottom. So, you know, a lot of men will not report domestic incidents, you know, because of that, that fear of how he's going to be looked upon, like he's weak, like he's less than the man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Just like if she go file charges against him. He take his butt down there and file charges against her. Let her walk through that system. And like I said, you know, in my first segment, our um, state laws down here change the sentencing. You know, for a first offense, if it's if it's really depending on the de- the degree of domestic violence, oh, you looking at four or five years for a domestic violence incident? That's the fir- that's for the first offense, depending on the severity and the degree. Of the domestic violence, of the domestic violence incident, you are looking at four to five years. Is that worth it? Just to say you have control, or just to you know to feel like a man, or you feel like you know this eagle thing, you feel like a woman or something. It, it that five minutes ain't even worth it to me. Let alone five years. First offense, you ain't never did nothing, but you get caught up in a uh, issue like this. No, no. So I would encourage anybody, any man or woman, you know, if you are in that situation, you know, it's it, it, it's easy for people to say, well, you know, you need to leave. You need to leave. Nine times out of ten, that 90, uh, that 94 percent of murder suicide is the woman trying to leave? That woman trying to get on through. And I will say this. If you are in that situation. And you want to leave. There are, you know. There are uh, agencies that will help you. And I believe down here. I know it's one here called Sister Care. There are the agencies that will come in and that will help you. But you have to be serious about it. Um. 
it, it, it's just, and like I said, that's the most dangerous time is trying to leave. Because if you're trying to leave, you know, that person, you're taking his control away. You're taking his power away. And he don't like that. He needs something, you know, to make him feel like he's one up over you. Or she's one up over you. And by you leaving, that does something to them mentally and, and emotionally. So they can't have that. And, it, and, and like I said, that's the most dangerous thing. And if you want to leave, you need to have a plan A through Z. Not plan A, not plan B, not plan... You need to have a whole alphabet covered. If you're trying to leave and you're trying to leave with your life, especially if you have children, small children at that. If you're trying to leave and you're trying to leave unscathed and you're trying to get your children out of that situation, you need to have a plan A through Z. And if you want to have a plan A through Z, you need to have a strong support system around you. You need to have a strong support system around you and you need to be serious about this is what you want to do. Everybody... Like the song say, every woman has her breaking point. Every woman. I mean, regardless if it is physical or mental, every woman has her breaking point. When you reach that breaking point, yes, things will change. A whole lot of stuff will change. And and like I said, and, it's, and men, same thing with you all. You all have your breaking points too. When you're ready to go, pick up and go. I mean, that might sound easy, but the same as women has plan A through Z to get away from her. So you don't end up killing her and you end up in jail for the rest of your life for domestic, you know, for a CDV incident. You know what I'm saying? That turned into something way bigger than what it had to, you know, than what it was. You know what I mean? A lot of this stuff that I'm saying, I want to say it's common sense. And I know that a common sense is not a flower that grows in everyone's garden. And sometimes people just really and honestly do not know where to turn and what to do. And what kind of help, you know, is available to them. And like I said, there are agencies, you know, the agency I quoted, you know, in the beginning, the National Council Against um, Domestic Violence. That's a national agency. And I'm sure there's a chapter here in South Carolina, you know. Local law enforcement, like I said, sister care. There, there's a whole lot of different, you know, avenues that you can go through. Here, D- Department of Social Services. You know. You know, it, it it all depends on how much power this person, how much control they have over you. Are you that scared to walk the streets? Me and I know everybody is not like me. There are some women. That is like me. There are some that are not. I call on Smith and Wesson. I call on Taurus. And for those that don't know, those are those are brands of firearms. Because I know when I moved down here, that's one thing that scared my mother probably to death. Is that I might, you know, encounter someone that does have a uh, temper, have some anger issues that, you know may try to hit me or may try to, you know, do something with me and my kids. First thing I got when I moved to South Carolina was a firearm, a thirty eight. 
That was the first thing, and I mean the first thing that I bought when I got here. Because, see, I said, I'm not going to be a part of that damn, uh, excuse my language, but I'm not going to be a part of that, uh, that 94%. Not if I can help it. Then I went on and moved up, bought me a Glock. <laughs> so, you know, I'm progressing. I, I'm progressing. It's, it's about time for a new one. It's about time to go to the range. But at this day and age, women, we have to protect ourselves. These men are not playing. They're not playing. Guys, these women have anger issues. Some, some women feel that they don't have nothing to lose. If you leave them, they have nothing to lose. So they're going to go out in a blaze of glory. And as people, period, we have to stop thinking that we control someone because we're in an intimate situation with them. That's not the case. This is supposed to, love is not supposed to hurt nobody. Not like that anyway. Love is not supposed to hurt. Yeah, you're going to go through some things and you're going to, it's not going to be all rainbows and, and, and lady glitter unicorns. It, it's not going to be that. But it shouldn't be to the point where you almost, where you're going to be almost, you're going to be taken out or, you know, beat up really bad because you're in an intimate situation. I, um, there is, was an incident that happened here a couple months ago. And I happened to, I had an encounter with a guy at a kickback. And people that's from down here, y'all know what kickbacks are. If people that's not from here, kickbacks are nothing no more than like a, a small gathering at a house, playing space, eating food, drinking, and stuff like that. And I countered this guy. You know, he was cool, everything got the kickback, but then a couple months ago, apparently his girlfriend or something, or his ex girlfriend, I don't know how it went. I'm still, you know, it's still kind of sketchy. She went to Myrtle Beach with another guy, and he found out. So, I believe he went to Myrtle Beach and then ended up following her back home. Her and her kids following her back home or catching her somewhere on the highway. And this was down in St. Matthews. And he ended up killing her and two of her daughters. And then killing himself. And I'm like, what? It's, it's crazy. But like I said, the story is it's so, it's still kind of sketchy. Um, I think... I doubt there's any type of investigation going on. I'm not sure. But because you are intimate with someone, and if you have been for years with intimate with someone, you don't own them. You don't control them. If they want to leave, let them go. Let them walk out your life. Anybody know me, I, I follow, I will follow Medea's advice to the T. If they want to walk out your life, let them go. Let them go. Whether whether it's the best thing for them or to make, or it can be worst thing for them, it uh, let them go. Both of y'all live to see another day. Both of y'all live to uh, explore different um different adventures. You can't make nobody stay with you. You can't make nobody love you. And you really can't do it. With, you can't do it with control. That it's not. 
they're going to end up, they're going to hate you. They ain't going to love you. They're going to hate you. And they're going to try their best to get away from you if they have that courage to do it. Because some people, like I said, some women don't have that courage. Some men don't have that courage. You know, it's it's a mind thing. They think, don't nobody, ain't nobody else going to want them. You know? Because that's what they've been told. You know, and verbal abuse, verbal abuse is, really, is where it starts also. You know? Oh, you're fat or you're this or you need to do this. You need... You have to have that confidence to come back with them. Because I don't let somebody tell me I'm fat. And let me tell you something. You know, nah, I ain't even going to say that. Because you don't get real ignorant on this podcast. But, no. Get on through then. Because see, ain't nothing going to change around here. Just get on through. If I'm fat or if I'm this or that third that you don't like it, get on through. And that's all you, and I'm not saying that's all you have to do, but. That alleviates a lot of unnecessary stuff. You know what I mean? Some some are some some are out there looking to see if they can control a woman. To see if they can step on her neck. You know what I mean? So they can so they can feel better about themselves. Cause it's a it's a real it's a self esteem issue. It's somebody with just low self esteem. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. I didn't think this week's podcast was going to be this long, but it it's okay. It, it's okay. I think there was some good information given. Um, I think it may help somebody. You never know how you can help somebody. You never know how you could touch somebody. So this may help somebody. And there's no judgment here. No judgment at all. If you're in a situation and you're trying to get out of it, you know, there are, you know, there's a domestic violence hotline you could call. There's, you know, like I said, all types of agencies. There's no judgment. Even those that know me personally. If you want to get out of a situation or you want to talk about a situation, I don't mind calling me. You call me. You can Facebook inbox me or whatever. It, I No, I don't mind. And, you know, I've always been, been bonded. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that I just cannot tell. And, you know... Just being, you know, in in law enforcement, there's a lot of things that I've never, you know, I couldn't tell. So I've always been that person to keep stuff close to my chest. So, you know, anybody tell you, if they ever told me something, they never heard it from another person because that's, that's not what I do. But, like I said, that's the end of this podcast. Um, City Girl in the Country World, I hope you enjoy this beautiful Sunday. I hope you enjoy your Labor Day and the rest of your week. Have a beautiful week. See ya.